Hey friends, it's Sarah and Zach here with a special announcement. A live show happening soon? That's right, folks. You heard it here first. Come on out June 19th. We're doing a free live show at Empirical Brewing in Ravenswood. It's a special Father's Day themed episode with your favorite guest host, Dylan Danger Daniels. Check out the link in the description of this episode to RSVP and Secure Spot, as well as 15% off your bar tab. And most importantly, free your dad! All right, enough of the hoopla. Let's get into the episode. Drinking this album. Listen to the booze. I think it would pair well. If only for you. Because it's album and booze. It's album and booze. Hello, friends, and welcome back to Album Rebrews, the stickiest music podcast. You may think that I'm an open book, but you don't know which page to turn to, do you? (laughs) My name is Sarah. Hey, guys. uh, My name is Zach, and it is a three-letter word, sometimes spelled four-letter word. (laughs) 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 I'm your second (laughs) co-host. And uh, my name is Tim Krause, and honestly, I prefer pie over cake. Oh, (laughs) controversial. Controversial. Hot hot take, hot take. Hot is this dude. our first episode where the guest hates the album we picked? They're like, you know what? <laughs> Let's talk about pie instead. <laughs> I absolutely hate it, yeah. <laughs> we are super stoked to have Tim Krause on today. He is the editor, producer, creator. Creator. Creator of Omen Podcast. Um, you can go check all that out wherever you listen to podcasts. The website is omencast.com. Uh, tell us a little bit about that project, Tim. Um, it is a fantasy audio drama. It's based on a tabletop RPG I've run for like six years, but it is a straight audio drama. There's no actual play, no dice rolling. Um, huge, colorful cast of characters. Great cast. We have an amazing cast. Awesome music uh, written by Matt Lee. And um, yeah, we just released our first season and it's really good. And I think a lot of people will like it. So you should check it out. We are big fans of it. Uh, oh, I, I, I like Toby so much. <laughs> <laughs> you look like a Toby guy. Yeah. <laughs> like what a great character. And he plays it so well. Uh, I was listening. I, I wanted to, I'm, I'm so thankful that I get to actually ask the writer. You don't always get to meet your heroes. Um, but in the first episode, <laughs> in the first episode, I, I forget which character says this, but they say like, oh, check out this soldier boy. Were you referencing... <laughs> The hip soldier hop, boy, the yeah, soldier the boy. icon soldier boy. <laughs> no, but I, I thought about that when I when I wrote it, and I definitely thought about that when I heard AJ deliver that line. I, that uh. was the first place my brain went. <laughs> yeah, that was just a, a nice little sneaky bit of exposition. So, yeah, yeah. I, I definitely thought about that when I heard that first time. Mm. So, good, good ear, good ear. I love that. <laughs> I'm about halfway through. I think I'm on episode five. Uh, and the whole time I'm listening, I'm just geeking because I'm like, what a cool project this is. Like, yeah. it's a it's an original story. Like, the cast is great. The music is great. I'm just geeking. I'm like, oh, man, this guy's coming on my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for the second season, I'm going to open the first episode with someone saying, Superman, that hoe. So. <laughs> yeah. Now watch me, you. Now watch me. <laughs> You, yeah, I don't know. I'm working on it. Hey, soldier boy, tell him. <laughs> oh, that, that would be awful. 
<laughs> um, should we crank that over to the album that we're talking about? Yeah. Today? Yeah. Segue. Good segue. Thank you. Um, Tim, tell the people at home who we're talking about in case they didn't read the title of the oh, episode. Man, we are talking about an album that I have a long relationship with. Um, one of my first ones that like I bought with money that I earned from a job I had on a CD. So yes, yeah. This is uh, Cake, the band, the kind of uh, I don't know, alternative rock funk band out of Sacramento, California. And this is their second album released in 1996 called Fashion Nugget, and they have the best names for albums. Um, <laughs> I believe the lead singer comes up with all of them, John McRae. But yeah, this one was my first introduction to this band. And God, I think it's the best one to go in. Because their first album, Motorcade of Generosity, was very indie, very rough, still mm-hmm. very good, but kind of more folksy, more country. This one is like, I don't know, in my opinion anyway, definitive cake. And mm. I think in an interview at one point, someone from the band – sometimes said like someone asked like so what's the deal with the name of the band cake is like a cake that you eat and they're like no it's more like cake like the verb like mud caking on your shoes because it's like oh because our music kind of like stick to your life and like they kind of glom on to you it's like that's exactly what they did to me yeah I yeah. like that a lot. It's the verb cake. <laughs> oh, it changes the whole meaning of the. Every- <laughs> I mean, I didn't. I didn't know that until no, I was like snooping around last weekend. So, that's, yeah, that's great. We could, were trying to find a cake beer to pair with this, and we would have been wrong because that's not the name of the band. <laughs> yeah, we should have got just a handful of mud, a handful of Chicago salty slush, and just. Yeah, I was. I was hoping you guys would be able to find my selection over there, but I. I Apparently they don't ship that far east, which is weird because mm-hmm. you know. Let's talk about what the actual pairing. Yeah, is. the official pairing, and, the then official we'll, and then we'll try it on air. Canonical get back pairing. To cake. Is yeah. mine the official pairing? Absolutely. Yes, sir. Oh no. Oh, you're okay. in charge. <laughs> okay, here's my line of reasoning for my pairing. My first thought was, oh, I'll just look up a brewery in Sacramento. I don't think there are any. If there are, they're like super <laughs> niche, super small. They don't ship out anywhere to the east. I'm sure there's a brewery or two, actually. I I, I remember seeing them, but they don't they don't distribute widely. I'm in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, so we we get some stuff. We get most stuff, but not everything. So our local fancy liquor store, which I got to admit, I'm not a big drinker. Um, I definitely don't do liquor, but when I do, I I like a good dark beer. Um, So I was looking up uh, breweries kind of in the Sacramento area that distributed here and just kind of uh, doing a little googly googly. And um, the closest place I found was this uh, brewery called Anderson Valley. Super hoity-toity, super expensive. And they had something called Salted Caramel Porter. Which sounds it's delicious. very fancy. It looks decadent. Yeah. Very pretentious. And I chose that because Kate kind of has a reputation for getting a bad rap for being pretentious and snooty. Oh. And snobby, and I don't agree with that. Obviously, I could see why someone might think that. Yeah, they they definitely have a reputation for being um, a little tongue in cheek, a little sardonic. So sure. a little uh, I went with something that one I liked because I don't know how you guys feel about IPA, but I'm not a big fan of IPA. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And that's like all the California stuff was IPAs. And I was like, no. <laughs> um, this is like the only place that like had like stuff I wanted to drink. So that's what I chose. Nice. Perfect. Um, and for our Chicago listeners, <laughs> who uh, maybe it's just because, well, I I buy so many of our drinks or Zach buys a lot of our drinks at just like a little tiny neighborhood market near my apartment. Um, nice. And I knew they were going to have like they have a pretty extensive craft beer selection. So I would not have been surprised if they had like some random West Coast shit. Uh, they didn't. So going through the aisles, we have something very Midwest, but I was going for a similar sensory experience. So we're drinking from Founders Brewing, the double chocolate coffee oatmeal stout, otherwise known as their breakfast stout. I've had that. It is fantastic. Oh, oh perfect. That's great. Good, because I've never tried it. And I, I was going for like, what is decadent before I knew that cake had a different meaning. I was no, like, you hmm, know, I think what that's would okay. dessert like? Yeah, it's gonna I taste think like that's chocolate okay. cake. Yeah. Should we try it? Cheers, dear. Cheers. Pink. Cheers. I hope there's not a widget in here. This is great. This tastes like coffee. This tastes like uh, molasses. Yeah. How's yours, Tim? Oh, that's nice. Very pretentious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you should write commercials for that beer company. I don't know what you guys are up to, but mine is 9.5% by volume. Oh, my that's God. In, that's excessive. <laughs> Ours is 8.3, and I was like, damn. I, uh, I usually go for the Genesee stuff, but it's like, whew, I got to go slow. Yeah, we're yeah. about to get a little bit silly. Little silly. <laughs> mm-hmm. Apologies mm. in advance to the band Cake if you're listening to this. I'm going to get sloppy, so sorry. You know what, though? This is a safe space for that. Safe space for that. We certainly have had our fair share of silliness on the A pod. sticky space. Yes, exactly. I... I was excited to see that we were going to talk about Cake today. Not necessarily, like, I, I am a fan of their music, but I definitely, like, had some of their stuff, just, like, the big singles on heavy rotation, mm. uh, because I definitely went through a phase when I first, like, got my car of, like, I'm going to download whatever my local indie radio station <laughs> is playing, <laughs> and that is going to be how I build my music library, and I'm just going to take that as Bible. So I was, like looking back through old playlists and the one cake song that I was playing the most was never there off of their mm, third album. The one um, the magic. Yes. Yeah. The one with the pig on it. <laughs> what, uh, what year are we talking here, Sarah? Well, I definitely am a little baby. This would have been like 2013, 2014. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Just absolutely cruising, listening to 102.1. And making mental notes of like, oh, this is what this is what the cool people listen to. Cool people listen to cake and like One Republic. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> so that's my experience. Uh, Zach, are you are you a cakey boy? I also am familiar with them from the radio, which I feel like is going to be like a thing that doesn't exist anymore with kids nowadays. I know like they don't get their music from the radio. I feel like. Which makes me so sad. Like, that was such an integral part of my yeah. teenage years. To be young and impressionable and be, like, listening to a radio station called, like, The Buzz or The Clash. or Yeah. I mean, my car also did not have a working CD player or a working aux cord. So <laughs> it was a little bit of necessity. But it was worth it. It was so fun. But I'm really glad for this pick because I was a pretty surface level cake fan. I had never delved into the discography until now. And they are... Uh, more than just their singles. Absolutely. Which is neat to see. 
Yeah. Well, that's what surprised me most when I was listening to this album because I never listened to a Cake album like front to back, the whole enchilada. Uh-huh. And after going through the first half, I ended up going to Dr. Google and being like, what? Like genre is this album supposed <laughs> to be? That's a good question. You know, yeah. um, and that is something for people who have not like fully digested this album or other Cake albums. Like they have so many fun like references and music styles woven into something that ends up being really quintessentially. Cake. I'm super excited to talk about those music references. Yeah, they are just peppered in this album fantastically. Yeah, I would definitely say that. If you're kind of foot in the door for Cake is their radio singles, I don't think that's very representative of them as a band. No. And I think that's purposeful. I think that their radio singles are kind of like they're more sarcastic and more ironic because they're like kind of putting a double middle finger to the industry. And uh, yeah, they're very opinionated politically. Probably my least favorite Cake album or uh, tracks are the ones that got radio play just because um, they did it ironically and glibly and it's it's a little more shallow and <laughs> less uh, less polished, I, I, which is weird to say because that's probably the most time they spent were on those tracks, like trying mm-hmm. to market themselves. Um, but yeah, it does smack of this kind of sardonic, uh, sarcastic kind of uh, undertone that even more so than their uh, regular songs. Yeah, absolutely. Is this? Are you a big '90s band fan? Are there other groups in the '90s? Um, mainstream, mainstream stuff, not so much. I'm familiar with a lot of stuff, especially now that, like, you know, music I can I can get it anywhere. Like we're talking. We're talking like 1999. I was starting to get into CDs and stuff. I think I was the last person on the planet to actually use Colum- was it Columbia Record Club? Oh my god! The mail order CD oh, service. Nice. <laughs> I actually used that. I was like, oh my god! You just pay like a dollar and you get like a hundred. Wow, that's pretty cool. And then like I was locked in and I had to get a summer job to pay. pay. Oh my god. <laughs> That's a great story. I think I was the last dumb idiot to sign up for Columbia Record Club via the mail. Like this wasn't even like this was before MP3s were widely available. I mean, the coolest thing about that time was me giving getting like a DVR so I could actually make a mixtape on a CD. Like that was a big deal. That's huge. So anyway, I got all of my music through that for a few years, and a lot of that was ska. A lot of boss tones, less than Jake, nice. uh, real big fish kind of stuff. And uh, I got all my cake stuff through there. Earth, Wind, and Fire. I got some of the old stuff just to say, you know, I was cultured. That's yes. awesome. <laughs> yeah. Um, but mostly it was me just going, well, shit, I have to pick 20 more <laughs> CDs. Oh, this art looks cool. This looks cool. Uh, whatever. And I have some I have some CD jewel cases down in my basement. That's like, what the hell was I thinking? So, but uh, I'm glad I'm glad that they suggested, I guess, that kind of stuff from like my preference of cake because I learned about cake from uh, a friend of mine who actually lives in Sacramento. Oh, and wow. during my freshman year of high school, I went out to visit him because I actually was originally born in the um, Anaheim area of LA. But, um, yeah, I went out to visit him in Sacramento, and he turned me on to this band. And, yeah, it was like, you know, the power of word of mouth really sticks to you. So, mm-hmm. basically, my whole life's discography is based on this one album. It's pretty cool. 
And now, and now we get to X talk about amount it. of years later, you get to talk with two goobers from Chicago. Because <laughs> <laughs> like nobody wants to talk about like in depth their their albums. They're always like, oh yeah, the distance is cool. It's like yeah, yeah it's a good song, but yeah. like. But like, there's so much more. Yeah, there's, there's so some, much there's more some there. Heavy hitters yeah, there. Yeah. I love it. Okay, we got to get into it. Yeah, first track. Okay, Frank Sinatra. Frank Sinatra. What are the genius. meanings of these lyrics? I want to ask oh. that question to both of you. Oh, which I, I don't know. I don't know what he's singing about. I can't really tell. Have either of you watched the music video for this? No, I have not. I didn't. Is it? Does it tell you? Um, I can definitely see where people would think Cake is pretentious because it's a little preachy, a lot of imagery of like anti-America, anti-capitalism, racist kind of anti-racist things. Oh, um, serve love. Uh, <laughs> Lots of dudes in big coats and small rooms with the old timey microphones, like dancing around. <laughs> I didn't realize they you were know, so dimly political. lit. It's yeah, it's it was like a it was like an art project, and I was like, that doesn't really, I don't know, reflect what I think about that song, which is like, I mean, what what are your guys' impressions? First of all, what do I mean? I'm just I don't want to tell you what to think. <laughs> <laughs> I had a fun theory. Oh, um, and it, it relates back to just our last episode. We talked about AM by the Arctic Monkeys um, and AM could stand for amplitude modulation, which has to do with radio waves um, that emit into outer space. So he's talking about an ancient radiation that haunts disembembered constellations. So this could be mm. a radio wave in another galaxy far away uh, of a faintly glimmering radio station that is playing... Frank Sinatra's Stormy Weather. You know what that reminds me of? <laughs> Y'all ever seen Wally? <laughs> no, I haven't seen it. Wow. Yeah, you know, now that you say that, I could see that. Did you guys listen to Stormy Weather? I did not. I did not. But the imagery of like a million years in the future, something like Frank Sinatra, like crackling through old radio waves, really paints a picture and is similar to I forget specifically which song is like playing throughout Wally. <laughs> I, I I've recently rewatched it so that's why it's so fresh in my brain. Um but it's a it's like a like an old kind of musical theater number and he's like obsessed with it while he's obsessed with it. I got a very like I don't know as far as a cake song goes it's like got a very like dramatic almost epic chord progression it's mm-hmm. like there should be a backing of like a battleship galactica or, oh, or like one of those old could, yeah. tv shows and like mm-hmm. recut kind of like what the mystery skulls do where they recut like an old movie to like mean something current or whatever but and i actually like this is one of the few songs where i like have like i don't know a music video in my head ready to go based on my partner's um audio drama girl in space which is a sci-fi audio drama Mm. um and just because it's it takes place in like the far distant future where corporations have just blown up the world and all that's left in the universe are just these disparate like space stations run by corporations and the lyrics are very melancholy and condemning yeah um and that kind of goes along with the music video themes of american imperialism systemic injustice and i mean the evils of like capitalism and mass media and i think that's what they're talking about when they're talking about the ancient radiation, like mm-hmm. that this has always been here and it always will be here kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, it yeah. just smacks of um, dissatisfaction, you know? Yeah. And it's, 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 it's got that shivers quality, you know? 
and kind of like how the system is going to burn itself out. Talking about cobwebs and dust. Yeah, I don't know. The more I listen to it, the more I'm like, yeah, this this like makes sense more now to me. Yeah. Yeah, that's excellent analysis. Tim, yeah. that's great. You do like this band. <laughs> Man, it's better than Wally. <laughs> I mean, I'm just trying to rethink back. I'm I'm pushing 38 here. I'm yeah. trying to think back what I thought of this song when I was 14, you know? Yeah, yeah. I was probably just like, oh, man, it's cool. That's really deep, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I didn't know. <laughs> yeah, right. I, I hadn't seen the music video until this weekend, so I had no idea what it was about. Yeah. Wow. Uh, to your point of the, uh, of the chord progression and just kind of this looming vibe to this song, did you know it was in an episode of The Sopranos? Tell me I more. <laughs> Do you know the scene it's in? I am not aware of the scene, but I've like read message boards where like, oh man, I get chills every time I think about whatever his name is doing. Uh, I don't know it either. I just know how dramatic The Sopranos is, and I'm just like, yeah, this is this probably fits. Yeah, <laughs> that drawbar organ that comes in is just like so great. Yeah, oh, yeah, I love that. And then I don't know if you noticed that toward the end, like John, the lead singer, is just like screaming in the background. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And he has this habit where he kind of is like, he has a couple of different like catchphrases he likes to sprinkle throughout the music. And like, it's like, all right, okay. You know, (laughs) almost like an anti little John. (laughs) Is this the one where he does scream for help in the back of it? Yeah, um, yeah, he likes going yeah a lot, like you know, like a cowboy, you know, like yeah. Okay. So, he, I think he's, yeah. <laughs> so he's like, he's kind of like the sardonic little John. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the, like the the fed up white little John. It's just like, all right, okay. Just super deadpan, like, all right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'm not sure where that comes from. And I tried to find like an interview where he talked about that, but it's just, it's just, I don't know. I couldn't find anything. But to me, that signals that like, maybe don't take this too seriously. Yeah. Like, or maybe he's just wanting something to do while the band jams out, you know? <laughs> right. I don't know. He wants to be involved. He wants to be a part I mean, he of plays it. guitar and, and piano and stuff, I, you know, but he just wants to yell sometimes, and that's <laughs> that's cool. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they're able to do so many. They made, like, a fucking tango song on this album. Like, let him do whatever he wants, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we go from this, like, kind of melancholy uh, opening to this, like, Heart pounding, hit the pavement. We're going the distance. Mm-hmm. And if you don't look at this uh, any deeper than hearing it on the radio, like I did, you mm. just jam out to this shit. <laughs> You're like, yep, I'm going the distance. You're going for speed. Yeah, I'm going for speed. I'm driving to my retail job, and I'm going to do an amazing job. I have a fun anecdote before we get into the deep meaning of this track. You guys yes, please. Um, how do you guys feel about karaoke? Have not done it, would love to. You've never done karaoke? Not as an adult. Huh. Tim, have you ever done karaoke? Well, same. Yeah, I'm in the same boat as you, Sarah. Yeah. I've never, like, done it at a karaoke bar, but I've always, like, been places where people are like, hey, I have this karaoke machine. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> Zach, I'm going to do karaoke with you. Yeah, let's go do karaoke sometime. Yeah. <laughs> Tim, you're invited, too. Yeah, come to Chicago. <laughs> but if you ever need 
an easy karaoke song, the cake radio singles are excellent picks because he just kind of talks in the key yeah. of, in the key of they E. <laughs> That's a good, it's you, a good and you, kind of first step into the world of karaoke. And you know yeah. the words because like this is a great song you hear Absolutely. on the radio a thousand times, but you don't have to really sing it. Yeah. Uh, and so my little anecdote is one time we were at like a family party kind of big Fourth of July event and they had a karaoke machine. A bunch of my siblings were there. And so, like, my little sister, like, kills some Adele song or something. Beautiful. Yeah. Great singer. Iconic. Uh, and a little bit later, I have had enough drinks. Like, I'll do a song. I'll do this cake song. <laughs> Hell yeah. Easy mode. So I do this. <laughs> Zach's here to show him what's what with and, uh, this cake song. <laughs> I mean, that's that's a karaoke selection that, like, it's all in the performance. Yeah, exactly. And so people came up like, man, the Emrys are so talented. All y'all can really get it. (laughs) (laughs) All y'all can really, you're so musically talented. Did you did you manage to get that? Yeah, you should have recruited another sibling to just stand in the back. And it's and it's great because because you could like invoke the crowd when you're like she's all alone, all alone. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh yeah, they do the backups. That's yeah. So- <gasps> That's so, so fun. Perfect karaoke song. I have like a list of reasons why I even like cake because. I don't know. I, I felt like I felt like I had to defend them a little bit just because yeah. like. People don't seem to understand them or whatever, you know? And, like, one of my reasons was, like, their lyrics are really easy to memorize. And yeah. they're really easy to sing along with. Yeah. And especially so for me because, like, John's voice is, like, in my register. So I can hit the harmonies real easy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. That was one of my reasons. And w- when they do sing. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's still singing it. He's still, like, in the key of E. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it's less of a rap and more of like a spoken word. Yeah. Album he's, like, he's like he's <laughs> like um, like a poetry slam. But we can get yeah. into the deep under meanings of this song. You had some Sarah? I was more so like I'm going the distance. <laughs> like I love I love to just listen to a song at face value. <laughs> uh, are you familiar with genius.com, Tim? We we should add this to our to our notes when you I send the so. guests. Yeah, we, love we, we love Genius.com. Um, it is a lyric website, but it lets people comment and like put their own <laughs> spin of what they think the song would be for about. For better or for worse. Sometimes yeah, it's okay. worse. Uh, and there's a lot of theories about this song. They're like, is it a girl? Like, is it a drug addiction? Is it capitalism? It's probably a girl, right? Like he's going the distance. Cake is pretty entrenched girl. in driving culture and race car culture. There is a yeah. lot of that in this album. So, I mean, literal interpretation is fine. Is know. he literally a race car driver? <laughs> He's literally I driving. Mean, back in the day, Maybe, yeah. back in the pre-YouTube days, there were so many fan videos of this song set to clips from the Speed Racer cartoon. Mm. Um, and it worked really well. There were some really good cuts. So, I don't know, man. It's about a dude who loves driving his car more than he loves uh, the people in his life who care about him. And yeah. I think it's, I, think I don't know, if you want to read deeper, like, uh, I don't know, it's a song about obsession, but mostly it's just fucking cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cool song. Well cool song. <laughs> it's just a yeah. banger. I feel like it would be such a fun, like, 
you know, when you go to a, my reference for this is like a baseball game or I'm sure like other sports games, but you know how some athletes have like a walkout song? Mm, yeah. This would be such mm, a good like yeah, walk out to hit. the field. I'm going the distance, boys. That would be a good walkout song. <laughs> be really good. Walk out to cake, cowards. Then sing karaoke with it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'd either do this song for my walkout or I'd do uh, My Little Buttercup as sung by the Three Amigos. My little buttercup has the sweetest smile. <laughs> <laughs> but again, like this is this is like a radio single. Like this is their one big, this is their first big radio thing, right? This is like yeah. the um, reason this album is platinum that and the um donna summer cover i think helped a lot too but (laughs) it's hard to gauge the proportions of genuine versus like critical intention with their radio singles because like they know that they're writing the song for like a bigger mass audience and so they just can't resist it feels like to get some digs in you know to like kind of subtly say fuck you Mm -hmm. (laughs) Hmm. So it's usually like really boiled down and like this song is boiled down. It's cool. And it's like, it's well made. It's, it's, I, I think it's the only song on this album that John McRae didn't write. Hmm. So Interesting. yeah, I don't know if he's uh, super like intimate with this song. So hmm. I don't know. Their intentions are not widely known. So I'll just say that. Do they drive race cars? Do we know? Can we ask Google <laughs> that? Is is? <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. I just know that. You know, out west, muscle cars are a thing. Because there's another track. We'll get to it, and it just sounds like a Dukes of Hazard ripoff, or like it could be (laughs) in the Dukes of Hazard. (laughs) You're talking about uh, stick shifts? Yeah. (laughs) I wouldn't say the distance goes hard, you know, but like for a kid in the 90s, like I don't think I would have been embarrassed blasting this on my. My little car's, you know, one CD player, you know? Absolutely. Mm-mm. I have to say on air <laughs> that the lyric from Race Car Yaya's. <laughs> it's fucking you know, great. Yeah, we can talk about that because in, in many ways that's like the antithesis of the distance. Yes. <laughs> the antithesis of the distance. I just feel like I don't often hear the word testicles in popular music. And I was, I hadn't listened to this album in full before and I was a bit taken aback. It's like when we listen to Remy Wolf, pardon my French, she says the word clit just like very prominently. Yeah. And I'm not like precious about that, but like I'm so not used to hearing it that I was like, oh, fuzzy dice. Hanging like testicles. Hanging proudly Proudly. like Uh, testicles in rear-viewed mirrors. I mean, I don't have testicles. Are people, like, really proud? If they're big and fuzzy, like (laughs) like guys, like, yeah, those are, mm, mmm. I think think this song is kind of like all the bad things they don't like about that culture. Yeah. Mm. All the the toxicity of that culture kind of wrapped into one annoying song. Yes. Um, that really, to me, seems more like a performance art piece than a song. And it actually reminded me a lot of um, a a much more catchier and more cool um, kind of art piece song that they did in their last album, Motorcade of Generosity, called Mr. Mastodon Farm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's talk and about that. 
it's like a poem, but like delivered by this dude who just doesn't care and he's fed up and he's tired. And <laughs> it's got this weird backtrack of like dudes going like, hey, yo, hey, yo. It's so weird. I loved it. It was like, it's like this poem about like, he's like watching this bird on a windowsill and like the bird just drops. It just falls off the windowsill and he like goes to the window. He feels like he has to go to the window and see the bird dive into a, a pattern of flight right before he hits the ground. Cause he's like tying his consciousness to that bird and he needs to know that, you know, it's, it's very artful, but it's like set to this goofy, weird <laughs> tribal music. And it's hmm. just, I don't know. It's kind of a jam too, but it's weird. You see birds fall from the window ledge above mine Then they flap their wings at the last second I can Kate see has at least one rain. of these kind of like what I call like performance art songs mm. in each album where it's just like they're just screwing around or they've got like a really cool bit of lyric that they like to, they want to play with, or they have like a weird, annoying riff that they want to smash your ears with. Yeah. So I don't know. I appreciate that, but I can see why maybe some people are turned off by that. It feels very character based, which I think is kind of campy and fun for I an like artist to do. Yeah. yeah. I got to piss. Go piss girl. I kind of have to pee too. Okay, cool. Yeah. All right, Tim. So for, for my bit, I've written a a audio comedy, not an audio drama, um, uh, of some fantasy characters. Is that something you'd like to try? No. <laughs> yes. Simon, I'll take the usual. I'll have to pour you the house wine. The mead's been out of stock all week since our last shipment was raided. Damn shame. Those raiders. Someone ought to do something. Don't I know it. What in the Sam hell is that? (sighs) Sounds like trouble. Where is it? A raging orc. Where is it? He's gone completely berserk! Where is it? Where is it? He's unhinged! He's gone wild! (laughs) He's out of his fucking mind! I'm out of my mind! Those were heavy tables! They're aged mahogany! (laughs) That's solid wood! They were my great grandfathers! Oh my god, he's flipping things over, and he is kicking over chairs? King's balls. Oh, my testicles. He'll tear up the whole inn. He's gonna ruin my lunch break. Hey, you. What are you doing? Who are you? I'm Erica, first of all. Second of all, I'm adventuring. And third of all, I am on my lunch break, and I'm trying to relax. Relax? Relax? You want to relax? Well, I wish I could relax. Somebody stole my hammock. You're ruining me in over a 
hammock? Yeah! <laughs> it's the only way I can relax after my long day of accounting! Accounting? Yeah. War Chief Grago said he needed one accountant per tribe, and I had to be the one to do it. So instead of pillaging villages, I'm in my tent all day accounting for the stolen chickens. I had to be the one. But because my stupid name is Dennis, what type of cruel world would let my warrior parents name me Dennis? I'm so pissed I'll find my hammock! Well, you'll only find trouble here, Dennis. Trouble named Erica. Whoops. That was so, so good. That's me um, breaking a bottle on your head. Sorry about that. Ow, my head. Uh, I'm, I am unconscious. Ah, my bottle of house wine. Guess I got to get something else. Barkeep. I think we've pulled it off. One take. I can't believe Didn't we're one. such professional voice actors. I only do one take. Yeah. Just yeah, like thank the you. Podcast. Thank you so much for just like the podcast. You're so lucky my beer. This is a malt beverage, by the way. You're so lucky. You're so lucky. You did a really good job. I can't wait to hear it. I can't wait not to hear it ever. When I'm choosing takes for the dialogue edit, I always have to say, like, is is this take where a character gets punched in the balls? Like, is, does this speak? Like, does which which of these fourteen takes that we did speaks to their you know traumatic childhood more? That's right. And you know, I I really try to capture that. Do you it's do really multiple important. takes uh, when you have your voice actors in? <laughs> Only when they're getting punched in the balls. That's. <laughs> Who's getting hit? No, yeah, dice? no. I, yeah, I, we we do we do multiple takes as, as much as possible. That's yeah. awesome. Um, we didn't. It's but funny. That's okay. I tell. <laughs> I tell people to um, do three and then like, I've been trying to do more like one-on-one direction, which is new for me. I mean, this whole process is new for me, but like actually directing was a lot of fun. And like, yeah, I would, I would always say like, we'll do three takes and then I'll like, at the end of it, I'll be like, how'd you feel about that? Mm. And most of the time they're like, great, let's go on. I'm like, cool. But sometimes I'll be like, "Ah, you know. Let's try one with me getting kicked in the balls. <laughs> so yeah. that's valuable direction. Yeah, that's huge. Yeah, right. we're really You're getting so lucky inside. This is a malted beverage. <laughs> <laughs> we're all getting kicked in the balls here. Should we talk about Donna Summer? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I did not like super super research this. I I listened to it and I was like, huh. Peculiar. <laughs> it was, I was vibing to it, but I was like, what a strange choice to plunk this re- smack dab in the middle of the album. Do you know who it reminded me of? Who did it remind you of? I think Weezer took a note from Cake's book when they were just <laughs> deciding for covers to do. They were like, you know what? You know who chooses weird covers? Cake. Yeah. <laughs> they do. They do. Yeah. So Gloria Gaynor is the 1978 original. Sorry. Yeah. Come on, Gloria. And, and this cover we're talking about is her least favorite because I think they add profanity to it and she wasn't about it. <laughs> <laughs> it's just one F-bomb. Is that it's true? One. Was yeah. Gloria like... <laughs> According to Wikipedia, cover. I don't even think they linked an article to that statement, but I believe it. Uh, but I think it's a great cover. 
Like it, it is, it's another throwback. Like already we've had like some Frank Sinatra throwbacks. Um, so I think it fits on the album mm-hmm. rather well. It's like a timeless cover. Everyone knows I will survive, but it's like, Ooh, cake's doing it. <laughs> yeah. It's very, uh, very juicy baseline. Yeah. Mm. As yeah, he yeah, does. Yeah. And the, the solo is great and the trumpet is great. And that is something I want to talk about. I love how much brass is on this album. I feel like I've said this. I've said this so many times on the podcast that I love like a solid trumpet. I love some good, good brass. It gets my brainwaves tingling in just the right way. Yeah, I was. Uh, I played. I actually played tuba in high school. Oh shit! <laughs> dude, dude, so we, I was. I was friends with a lot of brass guys, and yeah, Vince kills it on this and every, every album. He's like the consistent trumpet guy, and yeah, he is so good. Like he's. he's so I don't good. know. I've definitely heard like technically more impressive trumpet, but like he's just such a perfect fit for the band. Mm-hmm. It's so perfect. Yeah, so much of what he's doing is just adding that nice color. Yes. Like that trumpet color fits. It's so cake. It's so it's, it's like a it's like a little like a mariachi spice thrown in there, yeah. you know. Yeah. I also played tuba it's in so high school. Tasty. Wait, you you also played tuba? I also played tuba in high school. Did you ever play a piece called You his, played tuba too? Did he, did you ever play a piece called His Majesty the Tuba? No, that sounds awful. I, 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 it was a solo piece. I still know the whole melody. Uh, oh, no. No, there, there should not songs? be a thing. As, yeah, exactly. There should not be tuba solos. <laughs> That's not a thing that yeah, should exist. We would like do a solo and like go compete on it on your instrument. And I played tuba. There's there's <laughs> one acceptable tuba solo, and that's... You know, like farty pants tuba. Yeah. I can't, Zach, I I assume you were like, what, in middle school, high school? I played tuba until my second year of college. Whoa. So when were you like competing with a tuba solo? (laughs) We had three competitions every year. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Was this like, well, because I also did, I I played piano for a little bit and then I quit because I didn't want to. Um, but I have also brought like a solo piece of, of music to a competition. And I was young when I did that. I was like 13, 14. Oh, wow. So just like little baby Zach with a tuba. When I started, the, the tuba came on a stand and I had to sit on a phone book and play the tuba on a stand. And the percu- it's hard to balance it on your thighs, and, man. And the percussion kids would throw balls of paper into it. <laughs> Because it was so big. We're talking like a concert tuba, not like a Susan. Yeah, concert tuba. (laughs) Can't throw shit in there, man. Yeah, that's a sacred space. I know. (laughs) I have a tuba. 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 Tubas are like three grand. That's like a car. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Yeah, I played tuba all through college, and I played piano, too. And um, I actually met my partner, Sarah, in a ska band that I started on campus of our school. Oh, my That's God. fantastic. Yeah. It was a 12-piece ska band called Sweet Comeuppance. And I wrote like, yeah, I wrote like most of the songs. I played keyboard and I sang background vocals. And yeah, my best friend was the lead singer and I was in a music fraternity at the time. So yeah, we had uh, his roommate on bass and a guitar player and a drummer and then two trumpets, two trombones 
and then uh, a Barry sax, and then my partner to be was on the alto. So oh, that's man. where I met her. You might be the coolest guest we've had on. Is, <laughs> that is awesome. That's, that's really sad if that's true. <laughs> oh, is there- in fact, uh, um, one of our first, like, before we came up with a name for our ska band, uh, one of our first covers that got us a lot of acclaim around campus, we actually covered Love You Madly by Cake. Oh, um, I bet that was great. One of their later albums. It might be prolonging. I'm not sure. But yeah. Full we, circle. We, we played that, complete with bongos and everything. It was great. That's awesome. So that that song, too, has a special place in my heart. Can, do you guys have music out there still or no? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I. It's funny. uh my friend Kevin, who played bass, actually texted me the other day and was like, "Hey, we should put our stuff on Spotify." And I'm like, "No, we shouldn't," because <laughs> like we literally we recorded an album on like a blue Korg system using really shitty microphones that we stole from the music department of our school and really crappy not sound design spaces. Um, and it doesn't sound great, but like I'm still proud of the songs that are on there. Also, it was back when. Um, I'm a little embarrassed to admit this. It was a Christian ska band. (laughs) (laughs) That's okay. Um, I respect uh, that. I think that is a fantastic Mad Libs (laughs) of (laughs) things you did in college. (laughs) So... I, I used to be a Christian, and it was a loosey-goosey Christian, but yeah. you know, that was one of the only ways to get a lot of the people I needed in the band was to make it a Christian band. Because <laughs> they'll play uh, for free. <laughs> right. you got a 12 piece um, ska the, band. You can't pay all those horn players. <laughs> the school we went to, Valparaiso, um, is a big seminary school. So half of the brothers in my fraternity were like, you know, going into the ministry and it's like, I really needed like a bassist. <laughs> <laughs> and like the lead singer is, he's a pastor now. <laughs> he, uh, he's great. Chad, he's great. He's one of the good ones. Nice. And um, I love you, Chad. And uh, yeah, he wrote some of the more um, uh, spiritual Christian-y songs. It was funny, but I think before we came up with Sweet Comeuppance as our band name, we were known as Bejesus. And that's B asterisk Jesus. Bejesus. Jesus is just on a longboard. You scared the Bejesus out of me. Yeah. Jesus is on a longboard and he's got headphones in it and real big fish is just blaring. Well, it'd be five iron friends. Yeah. <laughs> or the OC Supertones. God, Jesus. Pick it up, pick it up, pick it up, pick it up. Pick it up, pick it up. <laughs> I will, I will, well, I, I, I take it's, it's, it's not out there. down so. from this cross. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, no. Wasn't, wasn't, wait, wasn't like, uh, wasn't Reliant K like a Christian band? Yeah, Reliant K kind of hits. I still like Reliant K. Sadie's Hawkins like dance in the same time. Yeah. Like khaki pants. <laughs> I listened to some like switch foot of my own oh, accord. Yeah. Ooh, Man, nice. still hits. Yeah, they slap. Yeah. yeah. How are we gonna go from Christian tuba ska back to kick? <laughs> well, it's probably not that big of a gap. I have an idea. <laughs> yeah, what's up? Edit it out. <laughs> <laughs> we might. I kind of want to take out the take on me bit because. <laughs> That's, that's arguably pretty just, offensive. <laughs> just auto-tune it. Oh, no, um, no. We used to joke all the time, like, 
like we were we came up with a script for a Muppet version of Passion of the Christ. <laughs> <laughs> we even came up with like little songs like um and we had debates too. We were like, okay, who's up on the cross? Who's playing Jesus? Is it Kermit? It has to be or Kermit. It, or this is my argument. Uh-huh. Should it be Grover? Because his little should noodle arms Grover? would hang off the cross. <laughs> so funny. And then you could use his voice. Like we had this little like song that was like, forgive them, for they know not what they do. <laughs> And like uh, the two old men were like the centurions, like, oh, if he saved others, why can't he save himself? Yeah. <laughs> oh, we came up with the Get whole a load of this guy. And like Sam the Eagle was like, you're all weirdos. <laughs> we had a whole so cast good. lined up. Oh, and the, the one scene that we came up with was at the Last Supper, like all the Muppets are there at the table, yeah. you know, and your analog for Jesus, be it Kermit or Grover, was in the middle. And then they're all asking, you know, oh, like they, Jesus, the Muppet Jesus says, one of you will betray me. And everyone's like, is it, is it I, Lord? Is it I? And then Tim Curry at the end, who's playing <laughs> Judas, <laughs> the I only human disciple, <laughs> the only human disciple is Tim Curry. And he's like, is it I, Lord? <laughs> <laughs> and everyone just kind of looks at him like, you know, like obviously. <laughs> it's Tim Curry as Dr. Frankenfurter and he flashes a little ass and he's like, as Judas, is it oh, me? Oh, <laughs> Chad, this goes out to you because I know we spent many long nights yeah, talking you. about Muppet Passion of the Christ Thank and you. I love you, man. Thank you, Chad. Oh my God. I feel like I need to give Chad a handshake and also see the full cast list. Yeah. Because this is, as a fellow former religious kid, like this is scratching exactly yeah, the right, the right itch. Itch. <laughs> I, I also want to make an announcement that uh, if any of you do fan art and are listening, please do a, a Muppet. <laughs> please. A please make Jesus Grover, please. <laughs> we need that for our social media. A, last, a Muppet Last Supper. <laughs> I want that to I, be I think Tim Curry. Yeah. <laughs> He's just so obviously the evil yeah. one. <laughs> Oh man! Yeah, yeah. Miss Piggy is Mary Magdalene, like karate chopping people. Yes. <laughs> we don't do an album review show anymore. We do a Muppet Passion of the Christ show now. <laughs> Any movie is better with a Muppet version. Yes. Absolutely. Any story is better. He's pounded down, loaded up, and trucking. Are we gonna do what they say can't be done? We've got a long way to go and a short time to get there. So this next track just kind of gave me similar vibes. And let me know if you guys agree. Stick shifts and safety belts. Bucket seats have all got to go when we're driving. In the car, it makes my baby seem so far. I need... That is some twangy <laughs> it's nonsense. Some t- it's some twangy drinking moonshine, driving Absolutely. a car with, an, with a You're the like wrong flag on top. You're like playing a washboard on the porch. Like, <laughs> Bordering yeah. on rockabilly, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, it's so fun. It's such a fun song. It's like pure country goodness. And it's weird because like, yeah, 
cake has a lot of country roots. They, they're inspired by a lot of country people, you know, Willie Nelson and all the greats. I'm not sure how widely played they were on country radio stations back in the day. I don't, I don't know if they were. I would imagine not at all. Because like they're ultra liberal. I don't think, you know, ultra conservative um, country stations would have liked that. Latched onto that. Yeah. But I wouldn't be surprised if, they had a couple signals that did slap on those. So I don't know. This is one of them though. I like it. It's fun. It's like the, like I was telling Sarah, it's the antithesis of like the distance, but also of the earlier song race car. Yaya's. Whereas race car. Yaya's is like an art piece. That's like talking about all the negative aspects of, you know, car culture on the West coast. This is just pure good times, <laughs> mm-hmm. but also like the lyrics are very much like, yeah, I don't really need a car. I just need someone I love in the car with me. That's what makes driving the car fun. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it's really sweet. I like the line a lot. I don't it is need sweet. I need you here with me, not way over there in a bucket seat. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh. Mm. It's probably dangerous. I don't know if you can buckle your seatbelt whenever they're not in the bucket seat, but maybe. Well, that'd be really uncomfortable even <laughs> if you did remove the stick shift. So. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be like that car from Death Race. <laughs> <laughs> he says baby scoot over please so sweet I, it's, and fun. it's definitely not a skip song i love no. it Mm-mm, not a skip song well we were kind of talking about this earlier or like i mentioned this earlier but this was one of the songs that really threw me for a loop when i was listening to this album because i was like oh, wait, 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 wait 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 like are we <laughs> still listening I? to cake like yeah <laughs> Like I'm, I feel like I'm in bumfuck nowhere, like Appalachian, like <laughs> Appalachia. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I like it. Yeah, and the lyrics aren't like a tractor. Burr, burr. No, no, not at all. Yeah. You know. It's just like it's, a it's, bumpkin beat. <laughs> and it's really well done slide guitar. Like it's like yeah. you would hear that yeah, in a yeah. good country song. Like yeah, they had some hard country influences on this album, and I have no background in country music whatsoever there's nothing i like in country um maybe some shania maybe some dixie chicks let's go girls yeah i don't know if i like any country artists like i've seen a couple country artists lives i'm like that is very good playing yeah but i don't know if i'd ever like keep one in my regular shuffle besides this song of course i've surprised myself as someone who like so i'm from like suburban wisconsin right wisconsin and uh for better for worse like (laughs) i'll I'll put it this way there's a festival that happens in wisconsin called country usa (laughs) and it happens in like bumfuck nowhere wisconsin everyone drives their fucking ford f-150 out to baraboo or wherever it takes place and they listen to uh country artists all weekend and so growing up i really denounced it i was like when someone's like, oh, what do you listen to? I'd be like, anything but country. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of my mantra for a while. And then I grew up. There are genres <laughs> of music worse than country. Yeah. Like what, Zach? Create em- <laughs> enemies. What's <laughs> worse? Uh, uh, throat singing. Yeah. I like Mongolian throat singing. Oh, uh, dear. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, like, uh, butt rock, I think, is worse than country. Oh, like that 2000s yeah. kind of, like, creed. Yeah. <laughs> I think that is arguably. I don't know, man. Less I, said or equal to the country songs. <laughs> I don't know. I, I actually saw Alter Bridge live in Chicago. And oh, Chicago. They... I don't know, man. Like, 
I don't remember the lead singer's name. I know he's from Creed, though, right? It's funny because I've never seen Cake Live. My partner Sarah's seen Cake Live. Oh. And at the time, her favorite band was Alter Bridge. And I saw them live. So we were like, ah. Yeah. Anyway, like, I don't know. They gave a really good show at the House of Blues. And like, the lead singer was just smiling the whole time. Hmm. He just loved every second of being there. And their guitarist is just, it was insane. It was so good. Yeah, any deeper message that their lyrics were hinting at is not something that spoke to me. But the <laughs> artistry, like, forget about it. Sure. Yeah, let me hit perhaps for perhaps real quick. I just thought this was another neat cover. Like, the first cover was pretty well-known, right? Um, and this one's a little less well-known. It is actually a popular song in Cuba by huh. songwriter Osvaldo Ferreras. And I'm sure I said that wrong. Um, Osvaldo Fares. There you go. That's the correct way. Um, he is a Spanish. 1947. Right? Yeah. yeah. You're, you're on Wikipedia. Crazy old. You're on, you're on Wikipedia, too. <laughs> I mean, where else am I going to learn this stuff? So Very the, much our flow. <laughs> yeah. The original song is called Quasis, Quasis, Quasis. Or, uh, Tim, will you translate that for me? Well, my friend Sam speaks fluent Spanish, but I, oh, nice. I think it's closer to Kiza, Kiza, Kiza. Might be, might be. It's It slaps, and it's good, and it's mm-hmm. got a nice little salsa beat going on, and I like it. Definitely mm-hmm. not one to skip. Yeah, definitely not a skipper. It's That's, a sexy track, for sure. It's pretty cool they put it in there. I didn't know it was a cover until... I didn't either. <laughs> recently, yeah, of a really Which old is song. so weird, because like, like the, the last kind of home stretch of this album... I swear most of these could be covers, especially like She'll Come Back to Me and Sad Songs and Waltzes. They just sound like country covers to me, but they're not. They're uh-huh. specifically written for this album, one of which written was written by Willie Nelson, but like they sound like Willie Nelson covers to me, mm. and they're not. Which is very OGK. interesting when you are someone like me who really only knows the singles. <laughs> You're like, what's going on here? <laughs> Yeah, if you want, I can cherry pick the good stuff out of their later albums for you guys and just give you like a slap and list if you're interested in cake because that would be so cool. Yeah, we post They've playlists. Got some bangers. So if, if we want to like, post a good cake playlist, that'd be awesome. Yeah. I mean, I I I enjoy short skirt long jacket as much as the next guy, but I don't know. It's just not their full cakiness, you know? Mm-hmm. It's mainstream. It's plain to the masses. Yeah. Yeah. Get out it's watered of here with down. That. I don't know about that, but it's definitely, <laughs> yeah, it's definitely not them at, you know, their A game in my opinion. But mm-hmm. again, personal preference. We can skip it's coming down. That's, I have no feelings. At that. <laughs> it's a decent song. It's just kind of weird. A lot of their skippable songs, they, they do like this weird kind of artistic, melancholy, melodic chord structure that's a little jarring, a lot of dissonance going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and they kind of like, it's it's like, it starts as like kind of a jumble and then they kind of sort it out by the end and the trumpet comes in and the background vocals and you're like, oh, okay, I get it now. <laughs> like you can kind of like, it, it's not on track to begin with. And it's kind of like, what, where are they going with this freaking guitar riff? It's weird. Um, and it's not until like all the different kind of riffs come together to kind of like Lego pieces that you're like, oh, okay, that's, that's cool. But it, it takes a little, yeah, it takes some time. I think mm-hmm. they refined that more in later albums, but I, I appreciate what they were doing with it. Yeah, this was written in a time when the album was very much still like alive and well. Yeah, right, mm-hmm. where bands really delicately crafted a whole album uh, as opposed to like just focusing on a couple singles. 
MP3s uh, were not a thing in 96. Yeah. yeah uh-huh. You sat down, you listened to the whole thing, and the you skipped thing. one or two, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think you can kind of tell. Like, there is, like, the kind of slower, somber tracks do still have something to say to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, even if we don't know what they are and we're going to skip it, can go on to Nugget. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking love Nugget. Fucking so love good. Nugget. So, I would like to tell you guys about a rabbit hole that I went down, if that's cool. Yeah, please. This happened today. I was preparing and I was listening to the song Nugget, and I couldn't help but, like, in the back of my brain, I was like, this remind me of what does this remind me of so Mm. i want you guys to pay attention to i can't remember it's like the guitar or the bass just like lick that kind of continues through the entire song um but it's real groovy i'm just gonna play it nugget right there's this like really groovy kind of guitar lick going so i was like this reminds me of a Nicki minaj song (laughs) (laughs) and i could not remember the title of the Nicki minaj song but i knew that there was a Nicki minaj song where in the verses she like talks about um these hypothesized experiences of like sleeping with drake and lil wayne and whoever the fuck (laughs) And she's like, yeah, Drake is crying into my vagina because he's so emotional and like whatever. <laughs> like RIP to BIG. Classic shit. I'm looking for a nigga to give some babies. A handful of wheezy, sprinkle of Dave East. Man, I ain't got no type like Jimmy and Sway. Yeah, that's the exact same okay. t- mood, man. Uh, so, like, that's bass yeah, riff. Is that's nugget. Almost the same riff as the guitar. That's a great frame of yes, reference. Yes, it is. For it's that. so similar. So, this reminded me. Uh, so, I was like, oh my God, like. It's so similar. Like, I wonder, I, I was doing research. I was like, I wonder if the Nikki song, like, samples anything or if the Cake song samples anything. Like, I definitely uh, do this pretty often where I'm like, this feels very reminiscent of, you know, this other thing. So I didn't realize <laughs> the Nikki song, Barbie Dreams, is sort of a reimagining of the Notorious B.I.G.'s song, Just Playing Parentheses Dreams, which is a song where he is like, I want to, both songs are literally like, I either want to or am hypothesizing about sleeping with people in my industry. Interesting. So B.I.G.'s <laughs> song is like, <laughs> is talking about like, uh, fucking like Mary J. Blige and like, who was prominent at that time. Just play like a couple seconds. It's the exact same. Very sexy beat, and I've, I've come to realize. And then I went even further, <laughs> and I learned <laughs> that the beat is a sample of a James Brown song. Oh, that makes sense. That oh, checks out. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so none of this relates to cake at all, but it does make me want to play a game that we have played on the podcast about a year ago 
called Album Rebarbs. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, Tim, do you are you familiar with what a barb is? Tim, we're going to be bad at this game. Sorry. Right. <laughs> I'm bad at every game, but go ahead and explain it to me. Okay. So a barb is someone who is a fan of Nicki Minaj. Oh, okay. Yeah, because she kind of has a whole Barbie shtick. Um, I'm going to let both of you be on a team for this. I'm going to play the first couple seconds of a Nicki Minaj song. If you can correctly guess which Nicki Minaj song it is, you get a point. I'm going to say we're going to do like best of seven. If you get four out of seven, you both are the best barbs in the land. And if you don't, you better run. I'm going to try and hold my phone a little differently the way Zach was because he cannot hold my phone while we do this. Do you both feel ready? I'll play the first, like, three or four seconds. Okay. And then you guys can collaborate. The affiliates, nigga, pay attention. Mama number five. Sarah has been bringing really hard games to the podcast. We've done this one before, Zach. Like, like, like not music games, but just hard in general. <laughs> and this one's hard, too. <laughs> this one's a deeper cut. If you're not a barb, maybe you're not barb. I don't think we're barbs. I'm going to pull out my ace. You ready for this? Yeah. yeah here. And I know it's wrong. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Super bass. That's not even Nicki Close, Minaj. Close, but no cigar. Yeah, it is. Is it? It is Nicki Minaj. Uh, oh, who Zach. sings all about that bass? Megan Trainor. Okay. <laughs> I get those songs confused. Close, but no cigar. That was the song Itty Bitty Piggy by Nicki Minaj. All mm. right. Next. Last time we played you know, this game, uh, I just guessed the name of whatever lyric she said. Okay. And I got. I'm like, gonna go ahead and guess super bass again. I'm gonna say, oh, even try. though I know it's wrong. I'm gonna say clean sleeves. <laughs> clean sleeves. Is that what she said? <laughs> no, this one is a newer cut. Um, this this is kind of a trick question because it's not actually a Nikki song. It's a song she's featured on. Um, but this is the song "Whole oh. Lot of Choppas" by mm. Sada Baby. It's all right. It's all right. We'll move forward. I'm excited for inevitably when Super Bass plays. Like, hey, we're gonna get it wrong. We're gonna say something else. Are you are you gonna do Super Bass? Because that's the only song I know the title of. I have a playlist and I'm shuffling it, but I know Super oh. Bass is on the playlist. So there's good odds. Oh, good. Yeah. We'll so I have no idea what's gonna play. To be honest. Okay. Cool. 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 Oh, it's called Bitches Ain't Shit. No. Bees in the track. Yes. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I'll give it to you. I'll give it to you. That is the song Bees, spelled B-E-E-Z, in the trap. Oh, it's trap, not track. Yeah. (laughs) What is a trap? I'm on a barb. Well, here's the thing is I watched, I forget what talk, it was like some British talk show where Nicki Minaj was like, explaining what bees in the trap means but she was saying bees is more so like a verb like i bees just like cake is a verb 
Yeah. Yeah. Like I bees. I continuously am being. And then in the trap refers to like making my money. Mm. So I am continuously making my money. I bees in the trap. That's a good life motto. Yeah. Cool. And I think we can all stand by that. Next. <laughs> I mean, I definitely don't stand by her adv- medical advice, you know, on Twitter. Certainly not. Yeah, no, not. I don't want to do anything that does to my balls what happened to her cousin. No, 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 no. <laughs> maybe he was listening to Cake that maybe he hung them from a rearview mirror. I th- I think the maybe sim- he was a half orc. I think the symptoms were like of an STD, but he, he's trying to blame it on oh, the vaccine. It was absolutely, it was absolutely an STD. Her cousin was just dealing with some Confession on Fox News. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Thanks, Nikki. <laughs> so you guys are not doing very well. No. Let's do a couple more and see how this goes. Okay. I really. I hope, it's, I hope it's super base. I know. I, I really base. want it to be super base. Okay, let's see. Oh, Doja Cat. It's the remix. But it's the remix. It's the Doja Cat remix. Yeah. (laughs) No, it's for sure Doja Cat. Wow. Excellent. But Uh, do you know the name of the song? You're correct in that it's... Yeah. No punches left to roll with. Say so? Yes! Zach! So good this game, dude. That's incredible. Okay, two left. Two left. You guys have two points. Cool. You need to get both Super of these base. right in order to be the baddest barb. I'm okay with not getting these. How do you feel, Tim? Super base. Yeah. Super base. I want to see if super <laughs> base comes. <laughs> this is a pretty good feel-good tune. I don't know what it's called, but you know it. Super base. <laughs> super base. <laughs> So close. Um, that was the song Your Love off um, of Nicki Minaj's album Pink Friday. I don't know. Like I'm pretty One sure. One last super song. Bass. I'm praying to God that it's super bass. Let's see. Oh, Zach knows this one. Emily likes. My girlfriend Emily likes. I ground it a bunch. I'll give you a hint. They said the name of the song. All right. No. All day. Come on, keep it going. It's rock inside the side, Tim. Do you? Did you? Did you listen to that bit? I didn't listen very good. Uh, I'm listening to the high end out of your phone, Sarah. So I'm gonna have to go with super bass. <laughs> You, you know, please, close, 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 but super no trouble, cigar. More like. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that was the song Side to Side by Ariana Grande. You know, you guys gave it your best, a valiant effort. You may not be the baddest barbs in the land, but you have played album rebarbs. But we we can at least say that. Your participation, Mel. (laughs) Quick refill? Quick refill. I use a little gentleman's room, too. And we're back, folks. Did you miss us? I did. Well, for them, is this an it, was ASMR like, it was like the duration of one toilet flush. <laughs> That's hey, true. They didn't miss us very long. Guys, if you miss us after one toilet flush, let's reevaluate our relationship. 
hey, maybe maybe they they need us. No, <laughs> I never <laughs> I never want to be in that position. <laughs> it is not up to me. <laughs> the cut wasn't that long. Right. <laughs> Will she come back to me? That's what I was wondering whenever Sarah was pissing earlier. Oh. Alright, I'm coming back. Oh, are we not talking about Nugget anymore? Oh, oh no, we can. We'll, we'll just put that good transition later. Yeah, you we'll had things it. to yeah. say about tell, Nugget. Tell me about Nugget. You know what? I think we I think you I think you covered Nugget better than I could have. So yeah, go for it. Yeah, she'll come back to me. With the album or barbs? <laughs> you think that covered <laughs> Nugget? <laughs> Cake is listening to this <laughs> episode and they're like yeah, for sure. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, so two, Nugget, Nicki Minaj, next. Great, <laughs> <laughs> okay, keep it moving. So, he's totally right. <laughs> um, I've got two little bits to say, and then I want to hear Tim's take. This is the song that gave it the parental advisory. Uh, also good Viber Slap. And it's also weird that they say eat your children not one time, but two times. Hmm. In there, so those are my thoughts on it. How about you, Tim? The things that are eating your children. Now nimble fingers that dance on numbers will eat your children and steal your thunder. Your children steal your thunder. <laughs> okay, so they're not like yeah. giving advice. They're not saying eat your uh, children. No, it's descriptive, not prescriptive. No. <laughs> they, are descri- they, are describing, they are describing bad things that are figuratively eating your children. Okay, so Nugget is tongue-in-cheek, anti-capitalist slam poetry. Ooh. That's how I see it. And, like, I always loved how, like, I don't know, it's, like, sarcastically edgy. You know, like, shut the fuck up. You know, like, (laughs) it's just so, it's so pissed off and righteously angry. And 14-year-old Tim loved that. He thought that was cool. But, like, the lyrics are, like, very, like, uh, slam poetry. They're very, you know, violently poetic. And Mm -hmm. uh, they're talking about capitalism and what it does. And it's... It's great. Heads of state who write and wrangle, look at your face from more than one angle, can cut you from their bloated budgets like sharpened knives through chicken McNuggets. Like I never that's, got that line. It's saying they're two-faced, right? More than one angle? Yeah. Um, that's great. It's The song is saying that the government and heads of corporations see you as expendable. Like, yeah. They're telling those um, authoritative figures, shut the fuck up. We're sick of your bullshit. And it's great. <laughs> I don't know. It's mm-hmm. very empowering yeah. to me. And it's nice. And never does it ring more true than now. I was going to say, that is an evergreen message. Does this right. relate to the title of the album, Fashion Nugget? It has to be, I right? imagine. Yeah, it has to. It has to be intentional. And I don't know. That's kind of a little riddle I've been trying to figure out ever since I bought this album. In a physical store, a physical CD, and a jewel case. When I bought this, like that was like, oh, what does that mean? You know, like, are we yeah. the nuggets? Are we fashion? And what is the are we? The yeah, are we fashion top? accessories to corporations? <laughs> like, what does that mean? Right? What does fashion nugget mean? Like, yeah, I've been the nugget all along. <laughs> I'm not a very fashionable nugget. Nope. No, but then you get tired of thinking it and you go, well, shut the fuck up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and like, yeah, it's very, it's very tongue in cheek. This is not taking itself seriously. It's like decrying the evils of capitalism, but would also saying like, you know, what the hell do I know? You know, I'm just a beatnik, you know, <laughs> I can't do anything mm-hmm. about it. So I'll just bitch about it. And that's the great yeah. thing. I love it. 
It doesn't try to change anything. It's just like, whatever, man, I'm out of here. Shut the fuck up. (laughs) Yeah, well worth the the R rating, the parental advisory for that line. (laughs) Tim, do you have any last thoughts on the song Nugget off of the titular Fashion Nugget album? No, I'm just very sweaty. (laughs) (laughs) This song makes me sweaty, too. Because, like, scrambling with my router, like, kind of buzzed. (laughs) I'm super sweaty now. Yeah, the listeners heard, like, a toilet flush, but that was 10 minutes of us trying to fix the internet connection on this call. (laughs) The denouement, if you will, of the show is giving sort of a superlative award to the album that we talked about. Oh, okay. I was thinking about the Rubruski for like pinkest slime. You remember how they like did a whole expose on McDonald's nuggets and they were like oh. pink slime. <laughs> oh, I thought you were talking about Ghostbusters. <laughs> <laughs> Best album as a verb. <laughs> I would award this album best use of the phrase healthy breasts. <laughs> in a song. <laughs> That feels pretty good. I like that. <laughs> and it like it's not crass. It's not foul. It's, it's like it, it's healthy breast. Can we award the album Italian leather breast? sofa? Yeah. yeah, they say it several times, and it it doesn't even make you. It doesn't do a double take or anything. You're just like yeah. Okay. Yeah. I go to a website called kidscerts.com to make these like kids certificates. <laughs> And they're all in, like, Comic Sans. It's for, like, if you were to, like, make an award for the Spelling Bee champion or whatever. And I think it would be really, (laughs) A, a misuse of the platform, and B, a delight for myself. What is this? Is this a diploma mill running here? Pretty much. Yeah. To the band Cake. At your leisure, come and collect their brewski for best use of the words healthy breasts. Ever. Ever. Ever, I think. Yeah. Congratulations. You did it. Um, (laughs) Excellent work, guys. (laughs) Yeah. Excellent work. Great job. Keep it up. (laughs) Folks, we are Album Rebrews, and we will continue to be Album Rebrews. If you want to check us out on Twitter or Instagram, we are at Album Rebrews. We are also at Album Rebrews on YouTube. I don't think we've really been plugging that, but we have a couple of videos. We have a couple in the works. Very exciting. And if you want to look at our cutie pie little baby little website from squarespace.com, not sponsored, it is www.albumrebrews.com. Thank you so much to Cameron Bopp, our editor, Foley work artist, um, <laughs> here to be. Uh, <laughs> he also wrote Sound this. a great man. <laughs> <laughs> he also wrote the theme song, which you're about to hear again. Huge thank to him. A giant thank you for listening to our podcast. If you like the show, consider uh, telling your friends about it. We're not on any platforms out there, and so your support and you telling people really helps us a whole bunch. A giant thank you to Tim Krause, creator of Omen Podcast. Check Let's out that go! podcast. It is fantastic. We love Toby and all the characters on there. You can find that wherever you listen to your podcast and also at omencast.com. O-M-E-N-C-A-S-T.com. What you got, Tim? <laughs> We're working on bonus episodes right now. And stay tuned for Omen Season 2. <laughs> yes, yeah, check that out. So to close off the podcast... What we like to do is get really, really close to the mic and say a very intimate goodbye. 
to the people listening. So I'll go first and then Zach goes and then Tim, you can go. We're going to get so close to the mic. It'll be like ASMR. All right. Goodbye. Goodbye. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. I'll clean take that. Goodbye. (laughs) I'm going to give you a little mustache kiss. (laughs) Good night, my loves. Oh, it tickles. <laughs> this one is for the boys with the booming system. Top town AC with the cooling system. When he come up in the club, he be blazing up. Got stacks on deck like he's saving up. And he ill, he real, he might got a deal. He pop bottles and he got the right kind of